When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. On today's episode, we are talking Orange Bowl, Miss Michigan, and Georgia, both prepped for their New Year's Eve college football playoff semifinal matchup. Aaron, good to be with you and in the same room with you right now in Florida. Suds. So it's 80-something degrees, sunny, not a cloud in the sky today. Um, but we weren't really able to enjoy the, the warm weather. We were supposed to be able to go shoot 15 minutes of, of Michigan's practice today. Unfortunately, they decided to cancel both Michigan and Georgia's practices, um, at least close to the media. They closed them to the media about 80 minutes before they were set to take the field. Um, so we are here to talk about what was said on the Zoom interviews instead. Yeah, we're, we're stuck in this hotel ballroom right now, just looking at one another. It's it's an odd setup, especially given what's going on right now in the college football world. You know, you're starting to see bowl games postponed, canceled, teams pulling out. They're trying to pair teams from one canceled bowl game with another. It's a weird situation right now, college football. But yeah, you, you kind of hit on it. You know, we were supposed to get into the first 15 minutes of practice today and tomorrow on Tuesday. That's been called off by the college football playoffs right now, essentially from a media perspective, as someone in the industry, we're doing all this virtually. We're doing in your, you know, in-person interviews are, are not a thing this week. Everything's done over Zoom. And, you know, we were supposed to, like you said, see practice. That's not happening either. So right now it's it's been a weird situation, but as of right now, all things seem to be uh, a go for Friday night. Yeah. And I think the, the teams too are still have all their scheduled bowl plans still going on this week as well. It's just, they're just not open to the media anymore because yeah like covid numbers are not good and if they're not really good anywhere right now in the u.s but uh, especially in south florida so teams taking precautions here but we did we did talk to uh quite a few players today on both sides we spoke with offensive coordinator josh gaddis defensive coordinator for for georgia a few players on both sides and wanted to ask you what your what your biggest takeaway was from today's availability uh you know i think both these teams are happy to be here this is a situation where you know both teams are kind of coming in in different situations georgia's obviously coming off the sec championship lost alabama probably not feeling the greatest about themselves they they're the number one team for the most of the season. Uh, Michigan's kind of the opposite. You know, I think they look at it like they've got really nothing to lose at this point. They won the Big Ten Championship. They weren't expected to be here, yet here they are as with a real possibility uh, You know, to not only beat Georgia, but play for a national championship. So uh, it, it's a weird situation. You know, we didn't learn a ton today. Uh, we do have a couple of stories up at MLive.com slash Wolverines, you know, breaking down some of the bigger news. But the one piece of, I guess, positive news from the Michigan side is that Blake Corum seems to be healthy and, and a full go for the game. Um, that's not to say he wasn't going to play beforehand. You know, Offensive coordinator Josh Gaddis has said that that Blake was about eighty to eighty five percent healthy for the Big Ten championship game. A couple, uh, shoot, 
what, three weeks ago now. So I, it sounds like he's closer to 100. He's practicing in full. They expect to have him a go. You know, he was, he was limited, you know, in the last three or four games for Michigan. He, he got some carries, but didn't get his normal workload. I expect that. It sounds like it's going to change Friday night. You know, that, that would be a, a nice little addition, a full strength by Corman. I mean, obviously, like you said, he, he did touch the ball a little bit against Ohio State and Iowa. But when, when he's healthy, I mean, he relies so much on, on his shiftiness and quickness. And um, to be able to cut on, on that ankle is, is really important. But I want to ask you to talk about a key thing that was mentioned on both sides today is, is momentum. And it's like, all right, Michigan has beat Ohio State, went the following week, destroyed Iowa to win their Big Ten title. And then now they have like three weeks off, uh, almost a month off before they take the field again. Whereas Georgia, yeah, that, that was a sour loss that they suffered against Alabama. And then now they have time to think about it, regroup. Um, and now they can put that game in the past. And they had quite a bit of time to put that game in the past. Do you th- buy into, into that much? Or, or do you think that, I mean, Michigan can kind of carry that momentum that they've kind of established all season and, and bring that into the the college football's biggest stage. Yeah, it's it's a good point, and it's it's probably worth you know looking into. I, I just if you're Georgia, it, good, here's the thing about good teams that are able to erase any negative situation, whether it's a loss or a poor game or whatever the case may be, and they're able to, to overcome it. I think that the jury's still out on Georgia just because they have one loss. Well, keep in mind, I mean, Michigan's got one loss too, and they're able to withstand and 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 kind of bounce back from that. We we don't know what type of Georgia team we're going to get. You know, is it going to be the top rated defense, the physical? you know, team football team with, with X number of NFL draft picks, you know, are are they down to themselves? You know, so it's a very fascinating discussion. I I really don't know at this point. I think we're going to find out early in the game on Friday. The first probably quarter will tell a lot. Michigan momentum is a funny thing, but you you can, you can say you have it or you can say you don't have it. But I, I, at the end of the day, when there's a, there's like a, a month long break, I, I don't think it makes much of a difference because both these teams are spending the better part of three weeks, you know, watching film on both the other team, game planning and coming up with a plan. So I, I it's hard to say both teams are certainly coming from different directions. And I think it makes for that much more of an interesting matchup, I think, uh, Friday night. Another key point through, throughout today's availability was, I mean, is Michigan going to follow a similar blueprint as to Al- what Alabama was able to do against Georgia in, in that a national or uh, SEC championship game? Right? Alabama passing attack absolutely ate up Georgia's secondary. Bryce Young threw for 421 yards. But at the same time, that's not really Michigan's offense. They're trying to sustain drives, run the ball, uh, kind of use their offensive line and get penetration up front and, and pick up those hard yards and keep the ball out of Georgia's offense. So it's really interesting to see if Michigan kind of opens up and tries to take advantage of Georgia's secondary because their strength is up front. I mean, they have some big boys up front that can really uh, kind of <laughs> stop the run game in a hurry. So we'll, we'll see what Michigan tries to do, but that's something I'll, I'll definitely be looking forward to in, in this matchup. Yeah, and it's, it's a big storyline going into the game. The strength of both of these teams play into one another. So it's it's almost a mano a mano up front in the trenches where you know Michigan's relied on the run game most of the season. That's where a lot of their success offensively has come. But the, you almost do get the feeling they're going to have to connect on some deep throws, get the passing game involved to certainly win this game. And whether their Michigan's equipped enough to do that against a Georgia team like Alabama was able to do, I think it's the biggest question mark. You know, can Michigan establish the line of scrimmage 
to then you know use Cade McNamara and play action and use some of the things on the outside to connect on some of those big plays. Now, look, we saw it against Iowa in the Big Ten Championship game where they're able to get some trickery and some some things going. But can you do that twice? Can can you strike iron twice and make that happen? You know, Georgia, I think, is a little bit better defensively than, than Iowa was, and that's not a knock against Iowa. They're still a strong program and a strong defense. Uh, but this at this point, you're playing big boy football, so it's going to be a key, I think, key driver in whether Michigan can be successful Friday night because if they can establish a line of scrimmage and open things up for their passing game, I think they're going to be a good position to win this football game. But if they can't get things going up front and they have to rely on their passing game, that's when they're going to get in trouble. I think you saw that against Michigan State back in October, uh, and it's not a situation they want to be in. For them to be successful Friday, they've got to really have both areas going, and it start, starts up front against arguably one of the best you know defensive fronts in the country. I know when we were playing this podcast this morning, we were had a few more storylines we were planning on, on discussing, especially from kind of takeaways from, from practice. I mean, that's where we're able to see who's down here on, on Michigan's football team, uh, if anyone's maybe looks injured or anything like that. But uh, again, we weren't able to get, get that today. So there's really not a whole lot to talk about at this point. Um, still a lot of availability. I'll bet uh, virtual still left this, this week. I'm sure we'll learn a lot more as the week progresses. And yeah, it should be a, an interesting game on Friday night. And I know we're looking forward to a lot of people are looking forward to it. So anything else you'd like to add from, from today here? Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to see who ends up you know, showing up for Michigan because it almost seems like every bowl trip we've made here the last four or five years, there's always a handful, a couple of guys at least, whether it's starters or, or legitimate rotation guys who didn't make the trip for one reason or another, whether it's injury or you know, in this case, COVID or, or whatever the case may be. So uh, I'm really curious to see what Michigan's you know lineup looks like Friday night by all accounts. And, and Josh Gaddis and some of the players have said that they're healthy. I don't know what that necessarily means or they're telling the truth, but you know, with, with COVID and everything going on, it's an interesting time right now down here. I will say this bowl game means a lot more than in previous years for Michigan. So this clearly is a, a huge opportunity and the, you want to be as healthy and have as many playmakers available to you as possible. You know, the personnel wise is going to be an interesting situation to follow this week. I don't, as you said, I don't know how many answers we're going to get up until kickoff time, but certainly something to monitor nonetheless. We will have updates, you know, daily. We get more interviews tomorrow. So it's going to be a, uh, it already has been kind of a wild week and, and expecting more uh, more headlines here in the next couple of days. Yeah, I definitely don't foresee any any players sitting out this one for, for opt-out reasons or for to preserve draft stock or anything like that. I mean, this is not for all the marbles, but you can't win all the marbles without winning this game first. So yeah, Michigan is in the college football playoff and is facing Georgia on Friday night. And make sure to stay tuned to MLive.com throughout the week for more coverage. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon.